Welcome to another edition of Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling. I am Jay Hawk. I'm joined by Jay Gold. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And I'm joined by Marky. Yo, fuck Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. If you're listening yeah. to this right now on Black Friday, I'm in a car. Marcy's working. And the <laughs> award-winning Jared Jay Hawk Hawkins is doing something else. If you are out shopping on Black Friday, I think very little of you. <laughs> I am so glad I'm out of retail, but fuck that shit. Camping out camping if, out for three fucking hours and get a $20 Blu-ray player. Just fuck off. Right. If you're the reason why Marcy is not coming with us tonight to AIW, then you can go fuck yourself. Look, well, there's, the, there's a chance I might be feeling sick around like four o'clock or so. We'll see how, <laughs> how it plays out. But Sounds reasonable to me. I will vouch for you. I'm going to go ahead and say this, though, since we, today is, since when everyone's going to listen to this, we're going to talk about our Thanksgiving. So we should do what we are thankful for in the wrestling world uh, uh, as, the, as the, the independent wrestling guy. We should talk about what we're thankful for. So, um, uh, yes, it's cheesy, but you know what? We've done this show. I have to say I've done this with Jayhawk now coming up on oh, about a year with Marcy and maybe about eight or nine months, maybe ten months. So... I will go ahead and say what I'm thankful for, if I could, is um, my co-hosts. And I will also say I'm thankful that the uh, collecting business for wrestling stuff is dying down right now. It's, it's, it's cooling off because I could not keep up, nor did I want to collect any more junk. So I am, <laughs> I am very thankful for all that. And I am, I am thankful that I get to go to another AIW show because I missed it. It's been about five months. <laughs> All right, Marky, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for each and every single crush I have. Every wrestling crush, that is. I'm thankful for the other crushes, too, but that's not relevant to this. <laughs> Good to be thankful for the crushes. I agree. Well, I am thankful for being a Hall of Famer slash honor roll recipient for Real Action Pro Wrestling. That's right. Let's let's get into it. The award-winning Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. Yeah, my rate just doubled for anybody looking to, looking to book me. From one hot dog to two. <laughs> yeah, might, might have throw a bag of chicken on top of it. But, and a uh, high five and a handshake. No, I, I, I don't, I don't work for for food anymore. It's got to be cash. But mm. yeah, I, I had one of those things where they don't announce the uh, inductee ahead of time. And one of the things I, I figured I'd probably eventually get in, but I figured I'd probably be retired before I got in. And well, this is pretty amazing. Yeah, tell us how it happened. Go ahead. So you got to the show. I, and, like literally, like during the during the ceremony, they put it up on the screen. Like I had no clue. Like our next inductee, and they put my picture up. Who did? The, who inducted you? Who gave the the speech? Uh, the bouncer. Who the? I'll go. I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit here. The bouncer is the promoter slash booker, and he actually presented all the awards as well. Now, were you in your ref gear, and you were just standing there, like getting ready to do your show, or were you dressed in your manager gear? I was in my ref gear. I mean, I'm in. I don't really manage there. I only referee there. Oh, okay. But did for, you have to make a speech? I did not. Oh yeah. Oh. I would have. Did not. Did not though. Well, that's that's pretty awesome, dude. Your your picture is great. You know what you should do? You should take it with you every time you go there and carry it with you into the ring. That's what you should do. So then, when they announce like the match, you stand there with your picture up, so they give you the reverence and the 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 respect you deserve as the as the Hall of Famer. Or that, that's it. We got to change your name on the show. The Hall of Famer, Jayhawk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I cannot be a dick and not do that. <laughs> I mean, call, <laughs> call me Hall of Famer on the show, one thing, but I cannot be a dick and like not carry my picture around everywhere I fucking go. 
You should I be say you should carry it around everywhere that's not at the show. <laughs> Bring it to work. Show everybody yep. at work. Look, when you get some coffee, you might get a discount if you show that you're a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying. Right. You go, eh? eh is there any room in there for a little bit of a discount? Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to steal a line from Ron Quantum though. Anytime somebody goes, that's not a b- behavior becoming of a Hall of Famer. I'm like, everything I do is the behavior of a Hall of Famer because I am a Hall of Famer. That's correct. And you have a plaque and a picture to show for it. So that I is, might get, that I is, might get copied because the picture made and start selling gimmick at show. I gotta be honest, that's a pretty big deal for this show. Like you've brought up the the um you know the the respect level and the the cred level to you know higher than it was now that we can say we have a Hall of Famer on our show. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very happy, very proud of it, very honored to get it. Like I, I had no clue until they put it up on the screen that I was getting it. No, I'm, I'm only the second referee to ever get honored. How long have you been working with them? Okay, with the 12th anniversary show, or 12 years off and on. I've had a couple of hiatus here and there because of real life getting in the way. But well, you've much, been with them since the beginning. Pretty much since the beginning. Wow, that's awesome. Drink on me when I see you on Friday. Deal. I'm going to that. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm I'm good for it, Jayhawk. I promise. That's great. Well, I mean, that what what a better way to kick off tonight and uh, and our Thanksgiving special than to find out that you're a Hall of Famer and that uh, Marcy's going to come down with uh, something some of the sniffles, I think, on Friday night and uh, hang out with us. Luckily, nobody she worked with actually linked to the show. Her kicker should be safe. Who gives a shit if they do? <laughs> I like to joke about that. The per- the people who live with me don't listen to this show. <laughs> well, if the people people are like, why do you talk about your wife on the show? She don't fucking listen. Nope. She, nope. She's usually asleep by the time we get to recording. So <laughs> that I, is I, correct. I, I, unless she happened to have the next day off and I, and she hear me screaming about something I'm pissed off about. I don't, yeah, I don't hear anything about it. Yep. This is a very weird combination. I've got the Nantucket nectar thing and the combination pineapple, orange, banana, and I don't know how I feel about it. Is it alcohol or no? No, it's just Jew. Oh no, that's not not that's not how we do things on a Monday night. I have to I have, I have, I have to have, I have to show up at work tomorrow not hungover. Oh, that's fine. I have some <laughs> uh, hard Mountain Dew. They're actually pretty good. I heard right; those are awesome. I might pick some up on sheets on my way down. You can't taste the alcohol, which might or might not be a problem. Uh, if if you're trying to get fucked up, it's not a problem. If you're just trying to have one and you forget it's not out that have alcohol on it. Then it might be a problem. It sounds like the least problematic part of it. Thankfully, they're only like 5%. So even if you just have like one, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to buy a 12-pack of that before the weekend. The way to be got a premium live event on Saturday, and I might need the alcohol to get through it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're going to have to watch that, too, when I get – I hope I get – well, I should be home by 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'll, I'll watch that. That's not bad. All right. Well, let's talk about Let's talk about what's going to be on the independent wrestling scene coming up this week. Yeah. What's on on this weekend? weekend? Okay, so over on IWTV, a light weekend by their standards. They do have one show on Black Friday, Empire State Wrestling, presenting Wrestle Bash 12, with Alex Prank and Atticus Kogar in the main event, plus the Bang Bros against To Infinity and Beyond in the T4 Summit. Some interesting matchups there. Oh, that's my brother was was talking about how much he he wants to see that match. That actually is the one that uh that I want to see. Which one? The one with them to infinity and beyond. Yeah, that should that should be a fun one. Yeah, and that also explains why they why uh they're not in AIW this week, but they're otherwise booked. Yeah, 
for Wrestling Magic has a show on Saturday at 6 o'clock Eastern. Beyond Wrestling has their Motherload show Sunday at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And that one is going to be main evented by Masha Klimovich against Willow Nightingale. Plus, we've got the Shook Crew against King of the District in the T4 Summit. Shook Crew, Bobby! Yeah, I'm not going to go over that entire lineup, but that's got two, two Finney and Beyond against the Brick Kitty Boy on that car. That, that, that's a loaded lineup there. Yeah. Over on Fight TV, of course, Friday at 7.30, you can catch AIW Hell on Earth 17 live from Fourth Fork in East Lake, Ohio. At least two of us will be there, if not all three of us. Home office will yeah, be there as well. Give a look. It's going to be a homecoming. I love the feel of Hell on Earth. I love the the uh, Black Friday, like everyone's home from college, everybody's home, you know, for the holidays feel. I think it's a uh, – I love the idea of it, and I've been to two of them, and, and this will be my third, I think. And uh, it, there's just something that hits different about Hell on Earth that's great. Everyone's in a great mood. Everybody's really happy to see each other. It feels very, very family-oriented. It's, it's a great show, and I highly recommend everybody watch it. I don't know. <laughs> I have a cough. I don't know if I should. I'll be able to make it. <laughs> Joshua Marcy, you, Bishop, sound, you sound ill, Marcy. <laughs> yeah, but Joshua Bishop defending the absolute title against Derek Stevens, Balking Keegan against nine to five for the tag team title. Derek Dillinger, Kaplan, and Matthew Justice for the intense championship. Ike Brown against Dominic Garini. They've got ten matches total scheduled for that show. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, also, for those of you who are uh, who don't mind paying additional for your wrestling. Big Time Wrestling in the Carolina has three shows on Fight this Week. They're all pay-per-view shows. You can get all three shows for a total of $24.99 or they're $9.99 for the Friday Saturday show and I believe $14.99 for the Sunday show. That's the WrestleCade or whatever it is that everybody, all those names are going to? It's not technically part of the WrestleCade, but it's in the in the general area. Uh, the main event for on Friday night at FTR against Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. Ugh. The main right. event the main event on Saturday at FTR against the Rock and Roll Express. And then on Sunday, the big one at five o'clock, you're going to have uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat making his first appearance in the ring in 12 years, teaming with FTR against Brock Anderson, Black Machismo, Jay Lethal, and a mystery partner. Uh, okay, look, look, I, I like FTR. I'm going to say this. I think there's something needs to be said. The Rock and Roll Express needs to. Uh, cool the jets needs to to pull that train into the station the express needs to slow down i've seen them uh i think their their hottest run was like 2019 and at white eagle um for wrestlemania weekend i honestly think they hung around a year and a half or so too long they They, are beat to shit at this point they they are on their farewell tour i I believe robert gibson retiring at the end of the year and ricky gonna stick around for a little bit because guns just coming up yeah, the team with a gun for a while, but that like I mean they're advertising the match on Sunday as the Rock and Roll Express's last appearance at the Dorton Arena, and they're actually going to be taking on the Briscoe Brothers on that show. That's the Sunday show. Oh my God, they're going to the Briscoe Brothers. What the, Robert Gibson wants to die in the ring? Like I don't I don't understand. I've watched him. I saw him against the SAT right in that in that show at, at in in Ridgefield Park. Like there's no reason for him to be in the ring anymore. There there really isn't. Well, well, here's the thing, though. It wasn't that long ago that the Brinkoak and the Rock and Roll Brink had a match at an NWA show, the Crockett Cup, a couple of years ago. Right, that's not, what I mean. It's not even a first-time think, match. No, but I'm saying I think they, I think they've, they've hung on about a year and a half too long. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but I mean, they're, they're acknowledging that this can get. So, yeah. 
Let them have their let them have their final run. People still like to see them. They're still over. Ricky Morton can still work a fucking crowd. I call him at the ECWA Super Eight earlier this year. I mean, Ricky Morton did nothing, and and he was the most over guy on that fucking show. So, yeah, I mean, they're they don't also, have to do much. They're also smart enough to not say any slurs. So, <laughs> <laughs> also they true. are. Not all of those guys are, but they are. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to get one in. I love it. I mean, you got. I don't. I can't believe. I, I can't believe I'm saying this in 2022. Matt Hardy against Crowbar on that show on Sunday. I think Crowbar moves around better than Matt Hardy at this point. Like, like I, I'm tempted to order the show just out of sheer morbid curiosity with some of these matches. Rick Scott Steiner's going to be wrestling. Scotty, Scotty Steiner, gotta love him. Kane's making an appearance. I don't care about that. Oh, that's right. That's the show. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're doing, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not actually in it, so no one panic, but Jimmy Valiant, Boogie Jam, Invitational Battle Royal. Jimmy I'm pr- Valiant. I'm pretty sure it's just Jimmy Valiant for getting the trophy to the winner. I'm not. I'm, I'm about 98% sure Jimmy Valiant's not actually getting in that Battle Royal. I hope you're right. Maybe he wants to die, so maybe he will. <laughs> the old Boogie Woogie Man wants to put, put himself <laughs> in the ground. Jimmy Valiant, Jimmy Valiant was doing nothing in the ring 40 years ago. Like, if he is in that damn thing, he's not going to do anything. It can maybe dump somebody out. I mean, that's going to be it. Uh, I'd rather yeah. see you in there than Jimmy Valiant. Maybe, maybe he'll do the Tom Brandy. He'll come out last and eliminate everyone. <laughs> Just yell, hey, brother, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll pass. Some of, the guys, some of the guys on that card could legitimately kill me. I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> That is what is on IWTV and Fight Plus this week and, and Fight Pay-Per-View this week as well. Now we're going to go, before we get into our review here, we're going to take a brief moment and we're going to go into this, uh, this week's one-minute interview. Charlie Butters back with another one-minute interview, and today I'm interviewing the problem, Isaiah Broner. Hogan or Savage? Savage. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, shit, yes. Booker T or Stevie Ray? Booker T. Favorite candy? Twix. Doors or tables? Tables. Favorite energy drink? C4. NWO or NWO Wolfpack? God damn it. End up, original NWO. Okay. Biggest fear? I don't got none. No? All right. Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Bret Hart. <laughs> Favorite animal? Gorilla. Austin or The Rock? Shit. The Rock. Favorite road snack? Oh, shit. Uh, Lifesavers gummies. ECW or TNA? ECW. Sheets or Wawa? Sheets. Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio? Shit. Eddie Guerrero. Favorite dipping sauce? Honey mustard. Stunner or diamond cutter? Stunner. Favorite movie? Harlem Nights. Edge or Jeff Hardy? Edge. Favorite song? Mini Man, 50 Cent. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Butter. Entertaining as always. One of my fa- absolute favorite people in wrestling, Isaiah Broner. I, uh, I honestly can't wait to see him on, uh, on Friday night. And uh, he's, always been, he's always been so chill with me. So very excited to, to see him and, and see how things go. But he's a, he's a great dude. Just, just great. I, I mean, honestly, maybe I'm a little biased because I will take credit for the problem nickname because that is all me. Um, and yes, you might, you might, we, we can talk about it, but I, I swear to God, if we go back in Twitter, you could see that I gave, I gave it to him and he's run with it and it's not Marina Shafir. She stole it. And that's my opinion. Um, 
but yeah, I love I love Isaiah Bronner. So happy to hear that he he could do something for us too. Yeah, uh, my favorite part about the interview though is like every other question. It's like, oh shit, I got to answer that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there were some tough choices in that interview. Well, we're gonna do a bunch, I think, on uh, on Friday night. So we'll we'll have a bunch for the up and coming. All right. Well, we got a, a show to review, and after last week, that can definitely a palate clanker type of show. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. The weekly review. All right, we are this week looking at the OWA Fight for Pride event took place on November 11th from the King of Clubs in Columbus, Ohio. And this is a show in support of the Kaleidoscope Youth Center in Columbus, Ohio. And you can check them out at kyheohio.org. I think we discussed it earlier. We would like to dedicate this review to the victims of the Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs. Heart goes out to everyone. Yeah. Really, really difficult time this the last day or two. I'm glad that we're using uh, our platform in this way to, to even just to draw a little bit of attention to it and uh, and and use it as a way to uh, for this episode, especially it's it's it comes at, a, at the right time. Also, a hearty fuck you to the likes of Matt Wash and Libs of TikTok. I hope you all suffer a lot for the rest of your lives. But on to the review. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, now I, if I, I could. Gonna... Go ahead. Sorry there, Jayhawk. I'm going to kind of keep my mouth shut from there. I don't want to turn this into a political podcast. I give Marcy her 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 thing. This no. is for Mar- Marcy. You do your thing. No, I, 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 I'm cool. Marcy got her peak. I'm okay with that. I'm going to kind of leave it at that. Yep. Now, now, OWA, um, I don't know if we've done many OWA shows. We've done a couple, but I was talking to you about uh, the owner, uh, Justin Dorch. Um, just a quick story. Uh, we went to uh, see Welcome to the Party, pal, when uh, Tanaka was at uh, Ohio Nets. And we go to Nax at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's me and my brother and my buddy Zig, and we're getting absolutely shit-faced at Nax before the show. And this dude is sitting on the other side and he's having drinks and he starts talking to us that he's a lawyer. He lives in, uh, I think, Columbus. Uh, and he was telling us all about his his trip to you know watch his shows or whatever. He's there by himself. And it turned out that that was Justin Dorch, who now owns OWA. He At the time, he was not um, uh, he was not a uh, wrestling promoter slash owner. So just a funny story that that I got a chance to meet up and like kind of get to know him way before this wrestling jam started. But OWA seems to have gotten some uh, a foothold over there in the Columbus area. They, they know their niche, their audience. They know their, the building that they run in. Um, and guys seem to want to work for them. So, you know, good on him for, for you know, cultivating that. Yeah, well, Home Office and I made the trip to Columbus a couple months ago, along with uh, Justin coming from Wrestling Cheer for their uh, Good Trouble event in the, same yeah. building, in the same building they taped this one at. So. Yeah, they got a they got a good thing going there. They're definitely getting that foothold with Paradigm too, right? That was that that was the mix up. I mean, was, the uh, mashup. That was the that was the double header. Paradigm did the first mm-hmm. show, and then OWA followed them after that. Yeah, yeah, and the, uh, the show taking place at the King of Clubs in Columbus, Ohio, and I love this venue. It's a very nice venue. It's awesome. It really is. I have some other. I have a couple of gripes about a few things during the show, but not many. But the venue itself, cool place to run a show. And I and honestly, I like getting in the balcony, looking down on everything. Like, those are great, 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 great view to watch a wrestling show at. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. We've got our opening contest. It is Ashton Starr taking on a Gaya Broner, accompanied by Jocelyn Navarro. Now, have have either of you ever heard of 
the cult, their commentator Harper. I'm sure I've I'm sure I've heard his work. Being I try to keep up with the OWA show, but I'd be lying if I could I know anything about him. So, I do not. So I have I I was okay with Harper. The 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 uh, rotating guests that were in the booth with him. There were a few that I just did not I did not care for. Um, but I thought Harper did you know a good job for what what. He was there for. I don't. I don't know. Does he do all their shows? I'd be lying if I kind of knew for sure. I know. Again, I know he'd done them. I know Harper's done them before. Yeah, I'm gonna I, check it out because I've never heard of the guy until this one. Um, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but um, I paid a lot more attention to the commentary and, and such. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, he was. He, he did a good job. I felt that there were a couple of guys who were just not, you know, too. Uh, what's the term? Like conversational, as opposed to, you know calling it as you see it in the ring. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, uh, I thought, you know, Harper, that, that's why I just thought I would address, you know, the the announcer for the start of the show. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Harper is there every show. I'm not I, I never have gone back to rewatch the Good Trouble show yet, but I know the uh, the their July show he was doing the commentary for it. OK, we got a fun little opener here uh, before the match uh, match begin. Jocelyn pushes the referee a guy, the guy he uh, she's gonna check I can Brona on behalf of the referee and then check the referee. You gotta make sure that the ref can be trusted. The ref might cheat. I thought Justin was playing like a really good, like almost like a comedy role here out of nowhere. I did not expect that to be honest. She was on another level as a second yeah. in this match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite line right off the bat was chop his titties off. <laughs> yeah, take a shot. Take a shot every time somebody get titty during the match. Everybody would pay in titty. I think as a secondary position, she should just be out during matches and just be talking shit about both re- whatever wrestlers are out there. I agree. I agree. I, I am on the Jocelyn Navarro uh, uh, bandwagon as far as uh, referee slash. I mean, um, ring ring valet slash uh, third mic out there. Like she just she just knew the part, which. You know, that's a testament to her because she normally is in there doing, you know, wrestling some of the best women in, in independent wrestling and being real serious. And I like the uh, I like the lightheartedness of, of this one, especially the fact that you have Broner in the ring, who's a monster, you know, and, and Star played a very good foil, so to speak. Professional shit talker. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. That's it's good, man. It's good. And I like that orange, the orange hair. It looked good on her. Yeah, go. That's a really good opener. I'm, I'm glad that kind of opened it. You got two contracting style, and that made for a really good matchup here. Uh, there's, a, there's a spot where Ashton Star break a count out by he in a corner and he rolled in the ring and then rolled out on the opposite on the opposite corner. Came you know, came cor- came corner just off the side of it. Fantastic, nicely done. He, he just gets it so much. Yeah, yeah. He's starting to mold, uh, morph into. I think the evolution of his character. And that's, that's a very good thing. Yeah. Broner at one point claimed that star grabbed a hair. If you've ever actually seen, I can Broner that hilarious. He, he shaved his head. I thought his, his finished clothesline was filthy. Oh so, God. I don't know how people agree to doing that. Like I've asked a bunch of, like I've asked like Dom, what's it like to get hit with like, you know, uh, Walter's chop or, you know, finding like seeing what it's like to get hit with like one of those, massive like uh minoru suzuki uh chops or clothesline things like that i don't know why people want to do those but broner's clothesline is brutal looking and if we uh uh, keeping on the theme of jocelyn being great at ringside at one point she's yelling yelling smoke his ass which the crowd picked up on and starts chanting smoke his ass smoke his ass 
I thought that, that might be a that might be a first. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, after uh, Star gets into it a little bit with Jocelyn, enables Broder to hit the Larry and get the pin eleven fifty kick. Really good opener. I mean, we're biased too because we love Star and Broner. They did not disappoint. So, but top this notch. Is, this is this is how you want to start your show. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we get the first of several commercial for the Kaleidoscope Youth Center in Columbus again. KYPOhio.org. If you want more information about them, but, I'd encourage you to check them out. By the way, it was uh, the production value for that was off the chart. Like it cut from the show to an absolute TV commercial, a perfectly you know timed shot, uh, you know camera quality, everything. It, it was. It felt very very important, and that was a good thing that they how they set it up, and I, good on them for for you know organizing it as such. Yeah, and then we go to a tag team match. It is the team of Pretty Flawless, Edward Draven and Vogan, taking on the Occam Oddity, also called the Oddy, of Kirk Copeland and Jack Andrew. I'm looking familiar with any of these guys coming into this. Yeah, this Me is neither. the first time I've seen uh, both teams. Never heard the name mentioned. Never saw any of the, the five in the uh, uh, the five participants in this. Never. Don't know any of them. Never saw their faces. Never heard the names. But Pretty Flawless cut the promo before the match, and it's basically at their OWA debut, and they want to prove themselves. Uh, yeah, Anaki attacked before the bell. And if we get an opening bell, I didn't hear it. So I have no idea what the actual batch time for the gig. I never started a stopwatch. I never heard a bell. I may have just not have heard it, but... but In both, the distance. Yeah, but both teams doing a a bunch of double-team spots throughout the match. Uh, they, they try to cut up a Tower of Doom spot after a Copeland Spear. I and, thought this was the most interesting take on one. Yeah. yeah but yeah, Copeland actually like flipped off the middle rope trying to cut the double cooperplex. So he does. Yeah. So he, he, he had to recover and go back in the ring and hit a beer in order to cut up the, to cut up the power bomb and all that. So little, yeah, little interesting how they cut that up. And I, and I, and I don't know if he flipped off the middle rope and recovered or if that was an intentional move. I don't know. Either way, fantastic. Uh, there is a springboard kill switch at one point, which that, that move should never be tried again. But that's just dangerous. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to play safety police, but it looked, it looked, it looked like it could have gone really bad really quick. Yeah, pretty flawless. Get the victory. Now this wasn't an IWTV tag team title tournament, right? Correct. Okay. Pretty flawless. Get the victory. There was some fun stuff on this, but it was sloppy in part. Yeah, yeah. Like first time seeing these two teams, I want to see them again. I think they said um, pretty flaws. I think they're in there still just in their first year as well. Yeah, they I don't. Believe even they have, said, I believe they said that on commentary. Yeah, they don't even have a cage match profile yet. Like neither guy individually nor nor at the team. Oh, so they're like they're like infants in this in this industry. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we go to our next matchup. It is Damian Chamber taking on Alec Prey. And my favorite line of commentary coming in this match: "Breaking a great athlete, he's just a prick. Maybe we should call him Alex Prick from now on." <laughs> Look, that's just that's just part of the charm, okay? Uh, I will I will say um, if I could say he is uh, probably uh, you know, and I have my favorites, um, but he is up there now in my top my top five favorite independent wrestlers, and I'm like obsessed with seeing where his career goes. I don't want to see him in GCW and shit, but <laughs> I really, I really want to see more of him in AIW in in you know Northeast like you know South. I don't want to see him at all in GCW, but he is he's. I am starting to become a little bit like you know obsessed with seeing his career progression. Welcome on the train, baby. Choo choo. 
<laughs> you don't want to you don't want to work for the number three company in the, in the country i don't and they're not the number three fuck them <laughs> <laughs> yeah breaking is, is the clear hero here commentary start burying jake clement referee for uh, let me double check my note here enforcing the rule um if i could uh jake clemens was not given enough of a there's the handsome boy jake clemens as the referee if you ask me I don't think they mentioned him by name at all. I think the only the, no. the only the only referee they mentioned by name was the, whoever did the main event, and they would go go in packing. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, they did not give Jake Clemens his due. That is NXT WWE referee Jake Clemens, and we should be giving him his due during those matches. Yeah, but I enjoyed the hell out of this match. This was fun. It, it was, was really good. Yeah, and Alec Price is is just fucking gets it. Like I love it. He just gets it. I love a guy who just gets it. Fantastic all around and such a hunk. I can't, but I can't. I didn't know anything about the other dude. Like, what? What should I know about him? Uh, again, Alco does not have a cage match profile, and he looked good. Yeah, well, I yeah, mean, absolutely. A, but I think that could be also to Alec Price. But I also got to say that guy, he got the win. He looked really good. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, uh, if I recall correctly, he was on the last OWA show we reviewed. Oh, okay. I'm like ninety percent sure. Edit this out if it is in home office. <laughs> I will fact check. I will refact check off the podcast. Let's fix it in post. <laughs> uh, yeah, he woke on the last one. We reviewed the big match last year, and he uh, he actually in the title match against Trey Lamar. Ah, uh, it's the big exatch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, ironic, ironically enough, that game, the, the Ohio State Michigan game, is tomorrow at the drop. <laughs> almost, almost the year to the day we we do with it. We know where uh, handsome referee Jay Clemens is going to be on Saturday, obsessing over that, and he hasn't changed. Right, Marcy, if you if you will, he Jay Clemens normally every year changes the M's out of his profile during this week. So I'm waiting for all of those. He already he already done it. Oh, I I went to so, I, wait. So I have respect to him. We have to call him Jay Clexons, right? <laughs> Clexons, <laughs> handsome referee Jake Clexon. Oh Lord, not a Hall of Famer, by the way. No, he is cert. He is not. Uh, he is no Jayhawk Hawkins, but he is. You know, he is an NXT uh, alum. He plays his cards right. I think he'll get there. In in, in fairness. Jake should be a Hall of Famer before me. Jake's great, but listen, did he go, did he start with with uh, whatever it's called remix? <laughs> real, <laughs> he did not. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, his first ever show was with them. Oh, I think I was on it. <laughs> oh, look at you, fancy man. Yeah. Well, does that make you like uh, you're his referee dad? Yeah. <laughs> does he have to shake your hand when he comes in and sees you? He should. He has to give you a big hug and a, a peck on the cheek. <laughs> Jake, Jake has said publicly that I'm one of his favorite referees to work with, and Jake definitely one of mine. So. Oh, I like it. I like the uh, referee respect level here. From one Hall of Famer to a, a lower-level young boy like Jake Clemens, it's quite <laughs> lovely. Future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. If AIW ever starts a Hall of Fame, Jake will probably be, well, probably the second referee, and they'll probably put Tom Dunn in first, but... Ah, uh, Tom Dunn. Who's Tom Dunn? Yeah, anyway, Chamber gets the pin, a torture wreck into a fake slam, 1221. Really great match. And then we have some fun. <laughs> we have a hardcore three way match Matthew Justice, the one called Mander, and Joshua Bishop. You got the basic story here is that 
Justin and Mandrake are both members of the Kekken Gear crew. So are they going to team up? And if so, for how long? The answer is for quite a while. Man, RIP to that uh, tote cover. <laughs> now that thing was gone in a, in a couple minutes. We were on the floor by like the third move of the match. Like they waited no time digging out the weapon and fighting on the floor. I was just I was just wondering why why uh um like places like that club would be like, hey, uh we're just gonna uh we're just gonna have these guys, you know, tear your building apart. Oh yeah, sure, go right ahead. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. It's better. You know, I think it's more of a better to hope for forgiveness than ask for permission type of deal. That's right. Yep. Yep. That is true. Um, but they they, you know, I like Manders. I like him as a as a, you know, I like what he is. I think um, I think Manders uh, needs a little more uh, seasoning as far as his gimmick, like his personality goes. I I do think you know it, it's nice to see how much credibility has been given to him by being part of that second gear crew, because with Mance and Effie and and Justice, you know it give it elevates him. And I know he tries really hard. I know when he came back from the pandemic, he was a little out of shape, a little gassed in there and they, they wanted him to get it together. And I think he really has. Um, so, you know, it's fun to watch a guy like that, but justice and Bishop, I think they just have so much fun um, playing with each other, like in the ring that it's, it's just, it's absolutely lovely. Yeah, Eddie Ringhamlin between the, and a scientific directly match with purely coincidental and highly discouraged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they they go to the bar. Justin and Mander are sharing a beer. Then they each share their beer with Bishop. They're very nice of them. They we get a one of those uh, the whirly gig hats the fan was wearing. Uh, Manders eventually puts it on. We do get a little spin on it. Yeah, and I actually have a note lifted here going, "Oh, hey, there's a ring." But they're on the floor for like ten minutes. Yeah, hey, they, they this this the feature one complaint of oh, well, there's only just one guy outside. Well, if they're all outside, then they're all gonna be involved. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? That's one of the better three-way I've seen in a long time, and a lot of it for that reason. It was very good. Yeah, it was very good. At one point, Mander grabbed Justin and Power Clam Kim through a door on that's on top of Bishop, and Justin is like, "Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great <laughs> idea." I mean, that's that. That's what. That's what he is, right? Like he's he's just a constant. It's just a constant. Like uh, you you really need to. Like just it's like justice. Do you want to light yourself on fire? Sure. Like who wants to light me on fire? Let's go. And then I'll jump off the bill. Like you just know everything. If you say to him, he's just going to say yes to. So just to kick a DDT onto the chair that leads Randers to break up the pin. So to answer the question, how long are they going to team up? About twelve minutes. Yep. Then they start fighting each other. Give t- Bishop time to recover. He hit the Bishop bomb to Justice over the top rope into a little guardrail bridge they had cut up. And, and, the then, door, like, and the I think there's a door and the guardrail he basically yeah. went through. Yeah, door door and a guardrail. And the camera got a nice cloak up of Justin smiling as he went down. But Justin loves this shit. <laughs> he loves it. He really does. That's what I mean. Like he just he just loves it. He'll he's just a, do a masochist. Yeah. Uh, he's a masochist for the ages. Mander I can, mean, yeah. Mander from there hit Bishop with a lariat, but he blew the cover, can we only get two? And then Bishop dumped the Bishop bomb to Mander through a door for the pin in 1419. This was fucking great. I love I love this match. I I much I hate three-way matches normally. Uh the fact that the storyline basically uh, allowed for them to not have that third guy just hanging out. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah this one ruled. But of course it did. Like did I didn't think anything I I wouldn't think anything differently for these guys. I I wanted it. Like you know it's coming. You're like this is going to be fucking great. And uh yeah. 
So good on them. Good, good to run a match like that in that place. It's funny. I think uh, when you see hardcore matches with all the lights on, you know, you kind of see some of the imperfections of what the wrestlers are. Like you can see those cuts and bruises and bright, you know, colored slaps. And it's just, you, when you lower the lights a little bit and you do a hardcore match, it takes, it puts a little magic into it where you don't know what's going on. And then when you take a look at it with the lights on, it's a little bit more grotesque. I think a little bit more rough around the edges, so to speak. That's how we like it though, baby. Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we then have Justin cutting a quick promo, thanking the crowd. And then we go from there. That was intermission in the building. We come back from intermission with another three-way match. Don't die. Miles against Rico Gonzalez against Lobo Akami. This might have been the first time I've seen Rico Gonzalez as well. I don't remember seeing him before this. I could be wrong uh, on that, but I I agree with you. And uh, I still the only other time I ever saw Don't Die Miles was a show we watched together. And now it's escaping me. Um, but do you, do you remember that, or am I just kind of making that up? I'm pretty sure we saw Don't Die Miles on another on one other show. I've seen Don't oh, Die Miles several times, so I probably watched probably one that we watched together, but I could not tell you which one that would be because I've, I see him quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So commentary points out here that the best strategy when you got a guy, the guy of Okami, is to work together to take him out and then fight each other. So, of course, they very rarely do that in this match. <laughs> He's a huge dude. Yeah. Coming on commentary, said that he, yeah, that he, yeah, like fifty pounds bigger than the other two combined, and I wouldn't doubt that, honestly. Yeah, just a huge fucking dude, huge. A lot, a lot of beef. Lots of beef. Yeah. So I want at one point when Miles and Gonzalez do work together, Okami's on the apron, and they go for what looks to be like a version of total elimination. Gonzalez can be able to get the the contacts uh, into the upper body. Miles missing completely, but Okami's already taken the bump. Yeah. Just a timing issue. Not, nothing necessarily wrong with the timing issue. That can take anything away. That can actually take anything away from the spot. Like a comic still went down. So, yeah. Get a dive from Miles to take a comic out for a little while. I tell you, Gonzalez and Miles working together the little bit they did. I want to see that match one on one. For sure. I mean, I think I think that's the right place for it. I think uh, I think OWA can can put on a match like that in their card. I think it would be good. Comic come back in. Preklam can call it out to the floor. Oh, Level. that was brutal. Yeah. So finishing Okami, leveling Miles with a lariat, Gengalic springboarding off the rope, kicking Okami in the head, and then immediately covering Miles for the pin in 10-12. Not, not as good as the three-way before it, but again, they, they got away from that formula a little bit. Like, there was a little bit of the glorified one-on-one, but not a lot. Yeah. And they're, they're two for two on a three-way on this show. I think for the live crowd, it helps that there was an intermission between us, yeah. between it. For us, it's a little different because we're just watching it one after the other. Yeah. And then poor Gonzalez just gets murdered repeatedly by Okami. Like <laughs> Murdered repeatedly. Some say he's still stuck to the mat. To the mat. If you look closely during the next two matches, you can still see him there. <laughs> <laughs> you can still make out his outline of mush. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Gonzalez. All he does, all he does, is go for a handshake, and Akavi like just punch it, comes power bomb, come a couple of times. Yep, that is a massive, massive dude. All for doing the smart thing to win the match. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we do get another commercial for the Kaleidoscope Youth Center. Then we go to our semi-final match. It is Ali Catch against Jocelyn Navarro. Uh, I'm I'm going to say it. I was a fan of Ali Cat, not as much of Ali Catch. Some people are just better when they're a little a little less curious. Yeah, I uh, 
I don't like Alley any K any Alley whatever. I don't like any Alley. <laughs> I am not an Alley Alley fan. Yeah, I'm I, a Jocelyn I, fan, and Jocelyn makes everything better. So, uh, you know, I'm good with that. Yeah, I got enough. I've got nothing against Alley Catch. I just I was entertained by the Alley Cat character. And I think there was a there was an endearingness to the uh, old Alley Cat character. Um, I think she. Uh, I think she got away from it. Um, maybe it was just the after the stuff with MJF and then going to, to GCW um, and taking on that kind of persona. Um, I think you lost some of the innocence with what she was. And she was a very good gatekeeper in AIW. She wrestled all the women who came in. She's doing a lot like what, what Jocelyn's doing now. Um, but she evolved. Jocelyn's evolving in a different way. Jocelyn is becoming... Um, the uh, you could put her anywhere and she would put on something great and I think she looks great I think she sounds great Allie to me that whole thing with the knife carrying a knife with her and all the other shit that she was pulling back you know a few years just really forget it I am just I have zero interest in uh, you know you don't you're not gonna I, and no offense to anybody who loves Bussy but I like Effie so much you're not gonna get me to pop when he's teamed with Allie Cat just don't I just don't give a shit about her so I'm just gonna say I'm pro anyone holding a knife. So <laughs> yeah, I'm. Listen, I don't shame your kink. I just, I just don't like, I just don't like Allie at all. There's just nothing there for me. I, I, and, and here's the thing: like, I actually support her taking the more serious character. Being mm-hmm. at some point to get past the curtain level, you have to be a little bit more serious. There yeah, are, there, are, there are exceptions to that. Orange Cacnity, yeah. Got to AEW without having to do that. Although you're seeing, you're starting to see him even become more curious now in, in AEW. But, but it has big... to be, it has to be an honest uh, uh, seriousness. I I don't believe it. It feels like the kid in high school is trying way too hard to get in with the cool kid. That's always how she felt with me when once she left, stopped doing AIW, started being all that GCW stuff, all the stuff you read online like her promos. They feel like somebody who is trying to be in with the cool kids and it's not genuine. That's my, maybe that's where I come from with this. I don't feel like she's being honest with herself or with, with us. Like I don't feel it at all. I think for some people it takes a bit too also to find themselves getting out, getting out of your comfort zone is like a big thing. Yeah. yeah. And even when you do that, sometimes it just does take a little bit to find yourself. Yeah. Now, she, <sighs> now she wrote jo- Jocelyn Navarro here. This match is really long. It's the longest match of the card by plenty. Um, they're in a spot early on. We're out there fighting on the floor. Ali Akafan to hold Jocelyn so Ali can hit Jocelyn with a chop. And then like 30 seconds later, that same fan grabbed Ali because Jocelyn could do the same thing. And Ali Catch's facial expression was priceless. Perfect reaction to that. Yeah, but this match, like uh, this match was just too long. They did a double down at about the 12-minute mark and went another six minutes. It's ridiculous how long this match went. It's not bad. And I'm not gonna yeah. ar- I'm not gonna argue he and Jocelyn have have long matches, but I but yeah. they they did the double down and I was ready for them to go home and they went six more minutes. Yeah. Alley catch gets the win via referee stoppage with a Boston Crab, seventeen minutes and fifty eight seconds. The longest match of the card by by almost four minutes. Yeah. Not every match needs to go not every match needs to go twenty minutes, guy. Correct. And from there we go to our main event. It is the OWA champion Aki Mac defending the title against Duffy. And AC Mac, yum, love him. AC Mac as a champ, give him a title. I don't care if it's the indie title. I don't give two shits what it is. AC Mac will always be my is 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 my top 
he I wish he ran even more with that that independent wrestling title. I was very upset to see him lose to uh that dude cruel or whatever his face is. Um but yeah, I honestly Effie and AC Mac, please. Every card. I'm good with it. Very yes, I love this. This is the perfect match to end on. Right? Every card. Do it to me every card. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a yeah, definitely a fun main event here. Uh, Mac is cl- uh, clearly the heel. He wrote accordingly. That that crowd hate Kiki Mac. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know what he did to like he. I mean, well, maybe I'm just a nerd for it, but like he uh, he was he's just he was great. He's great, great villain. He gets people riled up, and he's really great in the ring. He really is. I think you just answered your own question. He's really great at riling people up. Yeah, I just I just don't want it to be for the wrong reasons. Like they they just don't like him. And I just I feel like I know he comes from like the southern that southern wrestling area. So sometimes people kind of, you know, turn on it because it's not from their area. But I just think he's he's just perfect in his role. I really do. I think he also transcends like that southern style anyway. So I don't think that would be a problem. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he get he get he get booed the way he does because he could he a great heel. Okay, so he's supposed to get that way. It yeah, should be that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you're doing your job like a heel, that yeah, that's the kind of crowd reaction you should be getting. You yeah. can you can tell the difference between when a crowd doesn't like somebody because they're a good heel, and when a crowd doesn't like somebody because we don't want to fucking see you. And I don't get that. We don't want to fucking see you vibe. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, matches, matches Mac having control most of the way. Effie getting some hope spot and getting cut back down. Effie finally makes the big comeback. Hit the curb stomp for what I thought was going to be a three count. This referee has a tendency uh, on his third count to really hesitate at the top of that third count. I and noticed that, that. That's good. I'm glad that you gave us that because I noticed that too. Do you think maybe he like fucked this up once and now he's just like extra like paranoid? <laughs> I mean, I, and, I mean that could be. We've we've all fucked a three count up at some point. I mean, it could be. Not me, Jayhawk. Not me. I, when I said when I said we all, I meant a referee. Oh, it, it oh. happened. It happened to. It happened to all of us <laughs> at some point. Somebody put to kick out and duck it, and we fuck and we fuck up and don't count it. Right. Or we hit the or we hit the three count, but they don't kick out, and we wonder if we fucked it up because of how quickly they kicked out. Yeah, at the three count. I mean, that, I mean, that happens to everybody, so that's very possible. It could just be that whoever trained him told him to you know, put some extra drama on that third count. Uh, to me, though, if you're punking that badly at the top of that three count, it kind of kills the drama of that kickout. Right. That's my that's my personal taste, though. Uh, Max stopped the comeback by lifting up both the knee to Effie Crotch. And I swear to God, if I never hear the phrase yambag joke again, it'll be too soon. Conrad Tompkins, fuck you for getting that into the lexicon. I thought yambag was Taz. It wasn't Taz. I mean, I've got Tad Duck at Tad Duck at two. Tad Duck at two, but I'm not going to say fuck Tad, but Tad can fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to blame Conrad. And if, honest- the, if the between the two, if you're going to take a problem with it, I'd probably go with Conrad too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, there's a, there's somebody who can can clutch at the Conrad podcast, and he calls himself Gambag Jones. Oh, yeah, so, I don't like that. Yeah, so I, I, I yeah, because I never hear that expression again. It'll be too soon. Yambag Jones. Oh, good lord, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Effie countered yeah. Effie countered the Mac Ten into a jackknife pin, get the two count, but he got able to counter the next Mac Ten, Mac Ten, and Aki Mac retained with the Mac Ten in thirteen twelve. Fun main event. That's a fun name for a finisher, the Mac Ten. Yeah, I like when you can incorporate your ring name into your finishing move name, and it doesn't count for it. Absolutely, I agree with you one hundred percent. 
And then after the match, Inky Mac cutting a promo uh, on O'Shea Edward, because O'Shea Edward is supposed to be the number one contender and has not yet gotten that shot. And he just continues to antagonize the crowd. It's great. Yeah, and they I'll gave give- him a mic all the way to the out. Like they went all, they went straight through to the out with him. And I'll give that crowd credit. Like a lot of times, like as soon as the bell rings, that main event to end, that crowd is filing out. Nobody left. They were yeah. all there waiting for that promo. I don't know if they were expecting O'Shea Edwards to come out and were holding and were holding out for that, or if they just, or if they just realized, hey, yeah, we're in an era where stuff happened after the main event end. Let's see if anything happened. I don't know, but okay, I think we're, I think we're a lot happier with this one than last week here. But we'll make it official here. Thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, Dorch. Good job. Good job putting a show like that together. It's great. Yeah. Great that, great show for a great cause. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. Yeah. Unanimous across the board. Thumb cup show there. I really like what the, the product OWA has been putting out here at uh, Accolade. And you know what? It was nice to see a show that was like two hours and change. Um, I don't know if they had an intermission, if it was cut out during there. Um, but they did. They did. It, they they said they were coming, but they said at one point, what a way to come back from intermission. Yeah, it moved quickly and it felt good. And I didn't. There was not one match where I said, you know, I didn't like it or I was I wasn't entertained. It it just it it. I was able to sit and watch the whole thing through and through. It was great. Okay, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Then, Marky, what do you got to plug the quick? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFemboy. I guess also I'm on Hive if that becomes a thing. Also <laughs> eGirlFemboy. All of them boys spelled B-O-I. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy. Uh, there should be a new X over dropping soon. Uh, we will be doing a tribute to the late Jason David Frank, RIP. More Sandy, and- to ask you a question. Yes. Um, that reminds me, X over, the new Ghostbusters game came out. Um, and have you heard anything about it yet? No, I think it's a multiplayer game though. It's like one yeah, of those, Spirits um, Unleashed. Yeah, I have right. I have nothing to say about. It. <laughs> I'm going to come to you for that info though down the line because now I'm curious. Even though I'll it's find, first person, I'll find out for you. I'm curious. I'm curious about that as well. I haven't heard anything yet either. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539. That's getting until Twitter dying a miserable fiery death, which I'm hoping any day now. Honestly, that one could that one could die. And I'll find something else. Uh, find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. I'm going to stream something this weekend, probably. I'm not sure when or what yet, but I'll be on there at some point because kids are not going to be home most of the weekend, and I am all for that. Well, you uh, can find me on Twitter, jgold12. I don't have a hive thingy. I don't have anything else. I have an Instagram, but if that's just pictures of me and my kid. Um, it, it, if you're looking for me, I will be in uh, East Lake, Ohio on Friday at around 2 p.m. My brother and I will be in a bar watching the World Cup. If anybody wants to uh, join us, I'll put it out there on Twitter. Um, and then at 7.30, we will be at that AIW Hell on Earth show. Looking forward to seeing everyone out in Ohio. I cannot wait to get there. Um, and uh, let's go into the plugs. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Don't forget the new Twitter handle is IWGuide1 and check out the merch store at BrainBusterTees.com. All of our new logos updated on, I just got a pair of joggers, uh, uh, sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats. Please check it out. Uh, Wear our faces on your body. Um, We don't see a dime of it. It all goes to home office. He holds all that money over our heads and uses it as some sort of funky ransom. It's about 36 cents. It's my, from what I know. Um, listen to our podcast, friends. Pod Van Dam, the super fantastic podcast. If you catch my grip, the A show at Odds with Wrestling. 
our very own Marcy's X over. The card is going to change. And Wrestling Cheers, other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, uh, PWPonderings.com, Time Castle Toys, uh, Toy Ohio, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, and Kayfabe Collectibles Florida office. That's what I got. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Cannot wait to see you all on Friday. Uh, see you then. And as the late great Bobby the Brain Heenan once said, I once asked him what came at the end of a sentence, and he got parole. <laughs> all right. Oh, see ya. Happy Thanksgiving and enjoy some independent wrestling, everybody. Later. I need a bad bitch, stupid dick. Peep them cheeks and do a fit. Throw it back, make them sick. That's my little Florida bitch. Fine hoe, bad as shit. Shorty like my favorite dish. Like the way she flick her wrist. That's my New York City bitch. I just been cooking, cooking, cooking. They just been looking, looking. Shorty been acting a fool. She getting sauce on the cushion. All good, ain't no loss. You can never really have too much sauce. Beat the devil out of cheeks, Bob Ross. I'm a nuisance. Got more hoes than the state of Massachusetts. I got bands that I don't know what to do with. I'ma call up all my exes, get them new tits. Might put all my adversaries on a cruise ship. All inclusive. Bitch, my neck, wrist, ears, translucent. Get my fans laid, that's my resolution. Gravy steel, bitch, like the Constitution. I need a bad bitch, stupid dick Beat them cheeks and do a fit Throw it back, make them sick That's my little Toronto bitch Fine hoe, bad as shit Shorty like my favorite dish Like the way she flick her wrist That's my Minnesota bitch Hold up, wait, stop the tape Please take a moment to get out my face Hold up, wait, park the wraith Shorty got a lisp, she give good faith Matter of fact, I don't ever miss But a bitch with a lisp make it sound like a myth And that makes me wanna go make math Mass amounts of fucking cash with your bitch playing whoop, catch her in the ride, I'm the catcher in the pussy. Wide receiver or the nookie, pull up to Panera just to play a little footsie. Oh, hard, chips and cookies, gravy be the kid, got your bitch playing hooky. I need a bitch that look like Snooky, riding through Atlanta by the boot scoop, nigga. Bands now, not tomorrow, don't make this your sayonara. I'm with Sophia Vergara, put that otter in carbonara. All money, once upon a time, peace, look like Futurama. I got moms from Punta Cana, I feel like Tommy Bama. I need a them cheeks and do a fit Throw it back, make them sick That's my California bitch Fine hoe, bad as shit Shorty like my favorite dish Like the way she flick her wrist That's my Yokohama bitch Bad dick, stupid dick Beat them cheeks and do a fit Throw it back, make them sick That's my little Parisian bitch Fine hoe, bad as shit Shorty like my favorite dish Like the way she flick her wrist That's my Tijuana